Welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast with your host, Michael Sherlock. We all have potential, but sometimes we need inspiration to get us to our peak performance. Whether you are starting out in your career, ready to move up the corporate ladder, or taking the leap into entrepreneurship, Michael's guests provide powerful tools and resources to shock your potential. Shock Your Potential is a global professional development training company committed to your unique journey. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and download our free Shock Your Potential app today. Listen in to today's expert. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. It hasn't changed since last you listened. And all month long, we are going back to school. school back to I don't know where we're going to school, but we're going to go to school. <laughs> we're going back to school. So grab your backpack, grab your lunch bag, and let's have some fun with learning. And my guest today is going to teach us a few things that I think are going to help us if we are those thought leaders in the world that want to make sure that we make a difference. She's also calling in from the UK. And I'm just going to tattle a little. She told me that she's there and she's about to meet her grandchild for the first time. So I'm so excited for her. So Susan Crossman helps spiritually focused coaches, leaders, and innovators write and publish books that, get this, make a difference, not only in their business, but in the world. And to do it with a real high impact of various means, like one-on-one coaching programs is, you know, how she works that are profound, inspiring, and like all learning should be fun. She takes great joy in fulfilling her mission of supporting more peace on the planet. Don't we all need that? And she believes, and I agree with this, that a well-written book can be a powerful force for good in our world. And the way I go through books, I absolutely, absolutely agree. Now, here's the thing. She considers herself a writer, obviously, but she also calls herself, get this, an adventurous, which I love. She lives to harness the power of a good story, well told. And most of those stories come from how she's gone through the world. In fact, in a few, in the recent years, she's done things like gone ziplining in Costa Rica, which I've always wanted to do. Didn't do that when I went to Costa Rica. She's gone luging down a mountain in New Zealand. Oh, I'm a little nervous about going luging, but whatever. Trekking in the hills of north of Kathmandu. And she's also done something I have. It's hiked among the ruins of Machu Picchu. Mm. I haven't done this. She's danced until dawn at a London nightclub and enjoyed a Christmas day picnic in the south of France. Now, what she does, though, is not only helps others, but she's written five traditionally published books herself. And she today works as a book coach and editor to help other forward-thinking entrepreneurs polish their stories so that they achieve what she's trying to do. And that is make a difference in the world. So joining me again, like I said, from the UK today is Susan Crossman. Susan, thank you so much for joining me. Michael, what a delight to be here with you. Thank you so much for having me here. I love that you call yourself an adventurer. Oh gosh, now I see you. I even screwed it up. But I'm going to try it one more time that you call yourself. Oh, I love I feel like you should just like put this on um, on a uh, like a name tag and say, hi, I'm Susan. I'm an adventurous. And uh, through those types of activities, I know that 
we learn more stories. We we look at the world differently when we're looking at them from the eyes of a story. In fact, my two books are business books, but I wrote them in novel format to tell my story through a story. And that's really powerful. So what made you get involved with this? Tell us a little bit more about you, your business, and how what you do helps others to shock their potential and frankly, shock the potential of the world. Ah, what a wonderful question. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, I, I've been a writer since I was a little girl. I was that little girl that would crawl up into the apple tree in the backyard and I'd drag a, a pencil and a tablet of paper along with me and I'd write and I'd read. And that was my whole life. And all I wanted to do when I grew up was to be a writer. Mm. And I did. And that's what I've done with my entire career. I've worked in journalism worked in government communications, in corporate communications. I've worked as a copywriter in a marketing agency and all the while expanding my bandwidth around what's a good sentence, what's a good story, how do we tell better stories? Mm. And I recognized along the way, you know, I wanted to write a book too. Mm -hmm. And so my first book took me 13 years to write. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, there were, there were a lot of mindset issues and, and mm. along the way I've, I've recognized that I have a skill set that can be very helpful for other people who want to write books. I've written five books now, as you mentioned, and I have a skill set around it and an understanding of the process. And it is my absolute greatest privilege now to help other people write the books that'll make a difference in their worlds, because mm -hmm. sometimes we need a little help with that. And that's yeah. what I love to do. Yeah, I agree. I um, have a, a friend, well, she was a colleague and she's become a friend and she hosts these writers workshops, which has been very challenged yeah. during COVID, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, uh, and, and I haven't, you know, I haven't gone to that process because when I can sit down and write, I can sit down and write. But I know that we've talked about that before that, you know, some people really, really want to write. They know they have something within them to get it out or, you know, that they need to tell, but they don't know how to get it out. They don't know how to get past some of those mindset issues or maybe, you know, trust themselves that, hey, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just get started. Let the process begin to uh, become a part of you. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. There's so many ways of writing a book and everybody has a slightly different process for doing it. And some people may be like you that, you know, when you sit yourself down to do it, it comes pretty easily for you. And a lot of the people that I work with would love to have more of those moments. You know, mm -hmm. they have some of those moments, but the, the commitment isn't always where it might need to be in order to finish the book, or there may be skills that are, uh, that are begging to be strengthened in right. that process. Oh, that's a great way to put that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> always with a lack of judgment. You know, we, yeah. we judge ourselves terribly when we're writing books and um, we don't need to do that. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's writing actually comes very easy to me, which I love, but, but creating the space and time to write does not come easy for me. And I was hoping to do some writing when my husband and I were on a little kind of vacation the last 10 days and I got nothing done. And I came back to this packed schedule and this afternoon I have a four hour block and I promised myself that I'm going to sit down for one of my 45 minute writing sessions where I turn everything off. I turn the phone over, everything's off and I'm going to get, and I'm going to spend the time because once I get back into it, it's hard for me actually to get away. Um, but making that time in the beginning is often challenging. What other, what other things get in the way as you're working with people and you're helping them to move through this process? What kind of things are you learning about people and what's holding them back from unleashing the book within them? 
Well, lots of things actually. So if anybody in your audience is struggling with that issue, rest assured you're not alone. You're not mm -hmm. the only one who's, who's struggling with that. I find a lot of people come to me and they say, you know, I have no idea how to write a book. Mm -hmm. And so there's a lack of knowledge about the process itself. There actually is a writing skill set I've discovered. And I think that was one of the problems that I had when I was writing my first book was I was an ace writer. The writing itself didn't get in my way one little bit. It was everything else around writing a book that I didn't know how to do. So mm. the, this lack of knowledge does seem to trip people up quite a bit. There, there is mm. a process. There is a, a certain phases that you go through as you're writing a book. And the more you know about that, the more confident you can be in approaching that book. So now that you've already become an author, Michael, you, you know about that part. You have yeah. a, a process and a system and you know how to handle yourself in the writing of a book. So you've got that piece managed. I think the other thing that a lot of people don't recognize is now I've done a lot of studies on the brain. And what I now know is that that first book is a book that is not supported by our brain's neural network. Right. We haven't developed the neural network that needs to be in place in order for us to be writing fluidly and comfortably. It's, it's like riding a bike. Right. That first time you ride a bike, your brain is going, ah, <laughs> what's going on here? We're, we don't know what this is. Right. Same with writing a book. Your brain doesn't know how to do this. Whereas now that I've written five books myself, that next book, number six, is my brain knows what to do now. It's got a system right. in place for supporting me. So that lack of knowledge is one piece that will get easier with time. I think, too, the other piece that really seems to be an issue for a lot of people is lack of focus. Yeah. You know, there we are all busy, and particularly when you get to a stage in your business where you are contemplating writing a book, it, it really implies you have a lot of pieces in place, and that next logical step for you and your business is the piece of thought leadership that we know as a book. Right. And so that's great. At the same time, you've mentioned a packed schedule, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners as well have pretty packed schedules. So yeah. how do you commit? and focus to getting that book done. And it is a process of focus. It's really yeah. something that, you know, uh, you, you are brilliant to have a 45 minute schedule, you know, to take that, that in 45 minute segments. If that's all the time you have, then use it. Yeah. Well, and when you, for me, um, uh, and it's been about six months since I've been out of my own schedule, uh, and I got into it much better during, you know, COVID lockdown because I wasn't flying anywhere, but I was, I had scheduled myself for every day at 10 o'clock to write between 10 and 11, putting on a 45 minute timer. And when I do that, I'm really highly productive. And to your point, I really want to go back to this, the sense of the neural pathways, because I've, I've talked to a lot of people who want to write that first book and not only do they not know the skill set yet, or they don't, you know, have the focus or the the time or energy, but so many of them, they've got this mindset of, I'm not sure if I can do it. And so if you haven't done it yet, it's kind of fearful, but to give yourself a break and realize your brain just hasn't done that yet. You didn't know how to ride a bike when you got on there. You had to learn. And once you got there, that's why you never forget how to ride a bike. <laughs> exactly. And I think that there's some um, grace we can give ourselves. If you want to write, it's like meditation. You don't start out and become someone who can sit for 15 hours in the lotus position and contemplate a feather. You know, 
you have to start breathing for like three seconds and then maybe you can go to five or maybe to a minute. And I think there's some really great um, points that you make there to remember that we've, we've got to create new patterns and pathways in order to feel like we're on the path. So don't, don't give up too quickly. I love that you just said that. Yeah. Let yourself off the hook. It's yeah. okay if it's unfamiliar because it's unfamiliar for just about everybody that first time they write a book. And yeah. second of all, don't give up, yeah. you know, just keep at it. And that comes back to my third point is about lack of commitment. A lot of yeah. people don't have uh, enough commitment. It almost needs to be an obsession. I don't know if this was your experience um, <laughs> with your books, but you almost have to be obsessed with getting this book done. And it needs to be one of the biggest priorities in your life. And I hate to use that word needs to be because it implies there's something wrong if it isn't. And it, right. I, I do believe everything unfolds in divine timing and exactly the way it's meant to unfold. At the same time, if you're really serious about this, make a commitment and have that same time every day or every week that is your book time and be very serious about it. Know that it is the most important thing that you're doing right now. And um, a lot of people have a little bit of a hard time with that, Michael, because mm -hmm. we have families, we have businesses, we have charitable commitments. They are yeah. all more urgent, really, than writing mm -hmm. a book. Yeah. Um, no small children will get hurt if you, uh, <laughs> you know, spend time with your book. But if you have little kids, that might not be the case. So, right. You know, it's balance. a great point. And as you're talking, I'm kind of going, oh, boy. This is what I needed to hear today because I'm actually trying to, and I say trying to finish my first novel. And I, it was based off an experience we had when we went to Greece two years ago. And I promised my friends and my husband that I was going to finish that book before one year was out. And now we're two years past and I'm still not done with it. And my husband keeps saying, why isn't this important enough for you to get done? And when you said that too, about being obsessed, it was just like this click, click, click. Okay the only person that's keeping me from getting this book done is me. It's not, I mean, sure. I've got work and all these other things, but I also could have been writing when he was at meetings while we were away in Florida. So it's about the choices we make, isn't it? <laughs> Completely. And, and a novel can be a much more difficult project to get leverage on than a nonfiction book because we can justify a nonfiction book as part of our thought leadership and it'll support our business somehow. And it, there is a, a secondary gain to writing a business related book or a nonfiction book. That fiction book, which by the way, was my first book was a novel as well. It, it is uh, less easy to justify that. And so what I might offer you uh, just around that issue and anyone listening to is actually You've been writing that fiction book your whole life or the nonfiction book, too. But everything that has ever happened to you is part of what is coming into experience in that book. And probably there is an even a sense of, boy, you know, you were the person that was meant to write this book. Mm -hmm. And if you don't actually consent to being the vehicle through which that story is going to flow, then the world won't get to have that story. And that, you know, there'll be people out there that won't get to benefit from your book and they won't get the experience of seeing the world through your eyes, seeing the story through your eyes. And so I would invite everyone to entertain the idea that actually there is a, a real purpose for you in writing that book for the world and for you. And it's a wonderful transformational project 
so even from that perspective alone, that this, this book that you're working on is actually a beautiful way for you to get to know yourself. You yes. know, that, you know, that's, that's a, that's a big benefit to the world. Susan, you have inspired me so much because as I was listening to you as well, I'm thinking about the 30 people that I had helped start reading the book for me last fall because I thought doing that would help me uh, finish it faster. And my stepdaughter this summer said to me, would you finish the darn book? I cannot wait to find out how it ends. <laughs> so clearly I need oh, to get on it. <laughs> yes, people are waiting, Michael. I know, we, I love it. We, we forget that. We, you know, yeah. we don't, we're too, you're so humble in what you are doing and who you are in the world that it's, it's, it almost seems arrogant to be saying, yes, I'm, I'm working on a novel. <laughs> so that may not align with who you think you are, but actually you're doing something really important. Yeah, I love it. Susan, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to hear from our sponsor and we will be right back. Have you ever considered hiring a virtual assistant, but didn't know where to start? Let Kukua Biz help. Kukua Biz matches talented professionals from Kenya with small businesses around the globe. Affordable weekly rates allow you to have a dedicated full-time staff member to help you with anything from administrative tasks, social media management, public relations, and more. Go to kukuabiz.com today for more information or email info at kukuabiz.com. Kukua Biz, that's K-U-K-U-A-B-I-Z.com. And we are back with Susan Crossman, and I, I am feeling so motivated and inspired myself, which I'm, it's fantastic. But I also want to let you have a chance to help teach us something else, although you've taught me several things so far. And all month long with this back to school theme for my uh, guests is the whole opportunity for us to continue to learn and grow as human beings. So personally, professionally, within our businesses. And so I've asked all my guests to teach us something, like I said, not that you haven't already, but what particularly would you like to teach us today that will help us all to shock our potential? Well, thank you for the invitation for that, Michael. That's wonderful. Let's start out with an idea here that is a little bit shocking to me. When I first heard the statistic, I was so surprised. And then thinking about it, I went, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Right now, about 80% of the North American population has thought about writing a book someday. Now, I have a global clientele, and I'm so sorry I don't have statistics for other countries because there are a lot of other people who are writing books all over the world. I kind of wonder if it might be a similar statistic, but 80% of us have thought about writing a book someday. 40% of those 80% actually get started. And so that's, you know, a fair number of people actually sit down and they do a start of some sort. And I don't really know how people are starting or what it, what it is their first steps are, but they do take first steps. Okay. But only 2% of those 40% actually go ahead and finish their manuscript. Oh, wow. And beyond that, I would love to have another statistic and I can't find it anywhere, although I've turned Google upside down looking for it is out of that 2% who finish a manuscript, how many mm -hmm. actually go on to get it published? Right. And that really is the final step. What a lot of people don't recognize is that we don't actually have the, the right in writing circles to call ourselves an author until that book is published. Correct. While yeah. we're working on it, we're a writer. And then once yeah. it's published, we become an author. 
So there are a lot of people that drop off along the way to becoming published authors. And one thing that I'd like to talk about today is commitment. We talked about that a little bit uh, earlier on, but it does take a huge amount of commitment to finish a book. And it's important to be able to get some leverage on ourselves in order to be able to sit down and take that project right through to the finish line. So Uh, One piece around commitment is to have a time and a place consistently when you work on that book. And Mm -hmm. that might be daily, that might be weekly, that might be three days a week, whatever it is. And at whatever time period, that's okay. As long as there's some consistency in it and it becomes habitual for you. Mm. What that does is it, it helps reframe our sense of who we are from yeah, I'm working on a book, I'll, I'll do that next week, to, yeah, I'm working on a book, and here are my writing times. I am consistently becoming an author. I am a writer. You can't call yourself a writer if you never write. Right. So it, it really is important to have a, a real stable time when you're working on the book. I, I'm a widowed mom. I uh, have been widowed for about, oh gosh, 13 or 14 years, so it's become a, a normal part of my life. However, most of my books were written, I'd say three or four of them, while I had younger children. And so I was running a business as a widowed mom. I have a physically disabled mother living 15 minutes away. No time in my life whatsoever for anything. However, certainly for book four and five, I would get up in the morning at 4.30, six days a week, and right until 6am. And that's when my personal time starts, I, I meditate, and I exercise, and I do all those things. But the only time I could find was that one and a half hour block way too early in the morning. But right. I did that. And because they were later books, rather than the first one or two books that I that I wrote, I recognized that there's a finite time period when I have to inconvenience myself in order to write a book. So if it seems inconvenient to you, to carve out time two, three times a week, whatever it is, recognize it's not for the rest of your life. It's only for the time period it takes to get the book done. And uh, that's where the obsession comes in, is that uh, at the end of all this, you get to have a book, you get your name on a book, and it's such a delicious feeling. So so that, that time consistency is really important. Some of my clients in my mastermind and my one on one coaching experiences, they start out when we start working together and they'll say, yeah, but I, I only write when the spirit comes and moves me. Like I, I need to feel the downloads. I need to feel the muse, the writing genie. And I really honor that because I think that often is when we do our most fluid writing is when we just feel that, that flow coming through us, that beautiful, juicy flow of divinity or whatever you want to call it, that just the writing is just coming. And what I've learned about that for myself is that when I make a commitment to sit down at a specific time in a specific place consistently for a specific period of time, the writing genie finds out how to get hold of me. The writing genie knows that every Monday morning at 6 a.m. I have two hours where they can come and visit me. And so the flow becomes much more powerful because you are in that habit of doing that. I think that's that's so powerful because that goes back to the neural pathways. You know, once we open it, you know, it's like saying we're open for business. 
You know, I'm open for business. I'm open for uh, my muse. I'm open for a revelation. And, and if I don't get anything, that's okay. But probably more times out of not than not, you will get it because of that, that consistency. Yeah. Yes. Well said. Absolutely. And then the final thing I would say around that whole issue is that a lot of people feel they have to be perfect writers and (laughs) that they can't write a book because that grade seven teacher snarled at the way they wrote. Uh And my client base is full of those people who had one teacher somewhere along the way, or it might have been a friend or an ex-spouse or whoever it was that that Mm -hmm. said terrible things about their writing. Guess what? That's not the truth. Right. Fast forward all these years, and I get these wonderful people to work with. And son of a gun, what was that teacher talking about? You know, they, they are solid writers. Most of my clients and probably most of your listeners, they haven't spent their entire lives perfecting their writing. Correct. They've spent their entire lives having these beautiful, expansive, fascinating experiences that make them the experts they are in their field. And you can ask for help with the writing. Yes. There are lots of us out here that are total word nerds, that love grammar, that love sentence structure, <laughs> that just get so excited at the opportunity to make a sentence sing. Yes. Farm that out. You'll get beta readers, as you've so wisely done yourself, Michael. You've sent that mm-hmm. out to people to get feedback. Brilliant idea. Yeah. So do that. Take advantage of the people who love you and even complete strangers who love to do this for fun and send that book out for assistance. You're not doing this alone. There's help available. You don't have to have it all perfect now. And you know, what was interesting about when I sent it out to people is that I had a lot of people who gave me like grammatical and sentence structure things. And I'm like, okay, I'll get that. I, I get that. I want to know whether you like the story. <laughs> You know, do I do I have enough yeah. going on? And I asked that and they're like, well, yeah. I'm like, okay, but that's what I'm looking for is is that meat. But to your point, there's so many ways to to get through that. And you don't always have to sit down and type. I know several mm-hmm. people who who've done all of their books by just dictating them into their microphone and then have somebody else clean it up. Okay, here's a real little movie star of a tip for people mm-hmm. who like to do that is a platform called Otter, O-T-T-E-R dot A-I. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my clients I've got using this now is that you just speak into this thing. It generates a transcript of everything you say. And it's yes, it sends it to your inbox and then you edit that. So it's yes. so easy. Yeah, there's another one called, uh, oh, that doesn't translate it though, but it records it. It's called, uh, oh, I can't remember what it is, but Otter I have used. And I think that the the platform of Otter is amazing because there's so few typos, um, which is, I don't know how, how they have it, but definitely it is the AI with it. You know, mm-hmm. and one thing I want to go back to of your points too, is I love your point about you must inconvenience yourself. It's not, it's kind of like exercising or eating healthy. It doesn't just magically happen. You have to plan it. You have to plot it. And I missed a few days. So I got on, you know, to my gym's thing yesterday and I scheduled out. So I have 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, which I don't want to do it at 7 a.m., but it's the only time I can do it tomorrow. And then to get back into the every every other day, Saturday mornings at 9.30. I don't want to do it at 9.30 on Saturday, but if I want to get fit for my son's wedding, I better do it. And so so same thing with writing a book. We have to we have to find those points that aren't easy or that are a little inconvenient, but nothing, nothing worthwhile is going to just happen by 
you know, wishes. Exactly. <laughs> it's not like you're looking for a parking spot at Walmart. Like exactly. you are, you are becoming an author that is worth putting yourself out for. That's yes. not a small thing. That is a big deal to become an author. Yes. I love it. Um, Susan, I, um, I just, I love what you're doing, I, but I love your, your approach to this as well. I think most importantly, because I think it's, it's not only realistic, but it's really remind, reminding me. And I think all my listeners that there's effort involved in it, but the payoff can be really great. It, whether it's fiction or a business book, if there's something that needs to come out because you know, you need to share it, then it's worth the effort and the pain and the discomfort or the inconvenience to do it. But we just have to trust in the process. Precisely. Yeah. Beautifully <laughs> said, Michael. Yeah. It's, it's, it will be worth it. Yeah, it, it is. It is worth it. I, I, do I regret becoming a published author? No, no. <laughs> I'm sure you don't either. No. It's pretty cool to open that box the first time and see your book and see your name on a book. That's pretty, yeah. that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, Susan, we're going to have all of your contact information on our show notes, but just in case somebody wants to look you up right now while they're listening, what's the best way for them to find you? Sure. Well, they can find my website, which is awakeningauthor.com. And all of the information about everything that we do there is on that that website, lots and lots of information, lots of resources, actually, we have a number of free resources that are available there for people who want to know a little bit more about this mystery adventure of writing a book. Uh, that's probably the best bet. But people can also email me at Susan at crossmancommunications.com. If anybody is just eager to get a conversation started, I'd love to help you. And I, I do offer complimentary sessions for people who are finding their way through this. I know how mysterious it all seems that 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 very beginning and I'm there to hold people's hand and inspire people to I write the books it. they're here to write. I love it. Well, before we go, do you have any last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for my listeners and viewers? Yes, if I could give one suggestion, it would be find out from yourself why you want to write a book. Be very clear on your why. That why will drive every step of the writing process and it will drive your publishing process. It will drive your marketing. If you're really clear on what you hope to get out of this experience of becoming a published author, then you will be much more motivated. Uh, when I do, I have a one-on-one -on -one book structuring service that I do for people. And part of that is we drill very deeply down into why this person wants to write this book. And it is so motivating because people end up with reasons they didn't even know they had. And so I highly recommend you just take a sheet of paper and write out every single possible answer to that question of why, why, why do I want to write a book? And the answers might surprise you, but certainly they will uncover new aspects of who you are and who you're here to be on the planet that might, might be kind of fun for you. So. I love it. And I think it's really important. It comes back to that why with many, many different things in our lives, personally and professionally. That Susan, sure thank is. you so much for sharing your expertise and uh, giving us so many things to contemplate as well as to integrate. Um, it has been absolutely wonderful having you with us. Yeah. What an honor to be here, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Shock Your Potential podcast. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com including details on Michael's two best-selling books. Tell me more, how to ask the right questions and get the most out of your employees and sales mixology. 
why the most potent sales and customer experiences follow a recipe for success. Make sure to check out our Shock Your Potential app, on-demand professional training resources to help you excel in your career. And as always, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and like us today.